Welcome to episode 11. I'm really excited about today's episode because I've personally benefited from this amazing human. Today, I'm chatting with Bria Lear. Bria is a human design guide and alignment-based business coach. She helps rising leaders leverage their energetic gifts and reach their next level of success with more ease and joy, like acupuncture for your business, but without all the needles. Bria's chart readings and coaching programs are the energetic tune-ups every entrepreneur needs to sustain aligned momentum, empowering you to make confident business decisions and step into your natural flow, leaving stress, overwhelm, and shoulds behind. Hi there, I'm Isabel Kateman and I run Stripe Dog Creative, a website strategy and design firm dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs create strategic and elegant websites so they can attract their dream clients, raise their prices, and scale their businesses. I'm so excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast. Tune in each week to hear practical business advice, tips on embracing and learning from failure, trust me, it's going to happen, and real talk on trying to create a balanced life as an entrepreneur for my guest experts and of course, from me. Ready to turn those dreams into a reality? Let's do it. Bria, thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited about today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited too. This is obviously my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm so excited to like share your wisdom with the world. I think this is going to be such a helpful episode with people. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. So why don't you start by telling us a little about what you do? I know it's probably not something that a lot of people have heard about. And until I was introduced to you, this was all I kind of knew and I hadn't met anyone else that did it. And I still since have not met anyone else that did it. So I think people will be really interested in what human design is. Yeah, definitely. So I use human design in business and help entrepreneurs align their business to their energy so that they can experience so much more ease and flow and enjoyment in business and success. So yeah, that's kind of like in a nutshell what I do, but really it's getting super, super clear on how each individual's energy is designed to be used or designed to thrive. And then leveraging that in your business through the strategies that you're using or the approach that you're taking or the way that your offers are set up. Yeah, I love that. And so we'll jump into those types in a minute, but you have such a unique story of how you got here. And, you know, I always talk about how I had a very winding journey to get to where I am. And I think most entrepreneurs never really have that straight line of like, one day I just woke up and knew this is exactly what I wanted to do. And I've now been doing it for 20 years. So tell us a little bit about what you used to do and how you kind of got to where you are now. Yeah, definitely. So my background with education is in fashion design. And I worked for that in a little bit and hated, really hated it. I had a really terrible boss. And so it just kind of ruined the whole industry for me. And from there, I kind of started pursuing, like I'd always loved art and design and kind of like visuals and aesthetics. And I started my own lifestyle magazine, a digital magazine, which, you know, it wasn't successful as a business, but I learned a lot from that and it kind of put me on this trajectory to entrepreneurship and also to doing graphic design and website design and branding. So that I would say was one of my main businesses that along with teaching Photoshop to non-designers. And while I really, really loved doing that kind of stuff, I just, something was off and I just didn't have the sort of sense of like innate self-worth at that time to be able to do it without totally beating myself up and just feeling super, super frustrated. And so while the business was going well, it just wasn't really lighting me up. And I was just spiraling into this sort of burnout and depression and anxiety. And that kind of led me to this point where I really had to shut down everything I was doing totally stop my business and take a break off of everything and really kind of learn how to heal myself and like kind of overcome my own mind games, which led me to doing a lot of mindset work and therapy and hypnosis and sort of exploring all of these different modalities to try to get myself back up to a baseline where I could then, you know, move forward in a more healthy, happy, aligned kind of way. 
And I guess I've probably always been like quite spiritual, but that part was so separate from who I thought that I was and what I believed was acceptable that I really kind of judged it in myself and just pushed it away. And, but I kept being drawn to like business coaches who worked with energy and who were more like on the woo woo side. And eventually this led me to learning about human design. And to be honest, the first time I heard about it and calculated my chart, I was like, WTF is this, this is not going to help me. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is weird stuff over here. Like, no thanks. And I closed the tab and forgot about it for about, I want to say like three years. Wow. And then it just kept popping up again. And so I started to learn more about it and it was getting a little bit more popularity. And so there was more relatable ways to learn about it that were more in like language that I could understand at that time. So that's kind of what led me here and through that journey, just started experimenting with my own human design, realizing like, oh, this shit actually works. And wow, like I feel so different. My perfectionism is like melting away. I'm able to like move forward. I feel more energized, happier, and really felt a difference like in my physical body and in my mind. And that's what kind of triggered that change into, okay, I need to make this my business because this has been so powerful in my own life. Yeah. And I think, I think it's so funny because I feel like part of the entrepreneur journey is almost something hitting you over the head multiple times before you're aware of it. Like I feel like when I was in my ad agency days, anytime that we were designing a website, that's when I was most excited, but I would just kind of ignore that and just like go back to social or go back to strategy. And then it's like, even in my wedding planning business before this, like I spent the most amount of time out of anything, like working with the designer on my website. And I remember my husband even saying at the time, like, shouldn't you be like getting new clients and like planning weddings? And I was like, I know, but this is just so much fun. And so I totally resonate with like, it kept coming up, but I just kind of ignored it and like pushed it back down because I think that's so common with so many entrepreneurs. And I know that that's something that, you know, we work together on and you teach your clients is to kind of be more open to those things that do keep coming up and stop kind of fighting yourself and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, it makes such a massive difference. And I think as entrepreneurs, like a lot of us, you know, grew up sort of like perfectionist type A, like we've really, you know, have this set idea of how things are going to go or what we think we should be doing. And it's those shoulds that really get in the way of us actually listening to our own inner guidance or what feels really good. And we think, oh my gosh, there's no way that this thing that feels really good could be you know, a viable business or successful for me, but ignoring all of those things can really spiral into a lot of self-doubt and comparison and sort of put you on this trajectory that is a not fulfilling and also can be really damaging to your physical and mental well-being. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of human design, I know there are multiple types. So let's kind of dive into First, I guess, how people can find out what their type is and then also what those overarching types are so that as people are listening to this, they can kind of pause it and go get their types so that they know what to listen to exactly and what applies to them. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I like to explain human design as the science of the aura. And so for anyone who's unfamiliar with energy, aura is essentially like your energy body. So just like we have a physical body we have an energy body and that energy body is exchanging information with the world all the time. So it's kind of like your personal energy field and human design brings together. It's like this sort of synthesis or amalgamation of a bunch of different types of modalities from like the chakra system, astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalistry of life and quantum physics, biochemistry, like all of these other modern sciences. So it really just gives us this blueprint of how our energy thrives and interacts with the world. And so to get your type, your chart, what you want to do is go to a website like My Body Graph or Jovian Archive and enter in your birth details. And so you want your birthday place and most importantly, the time. So we really want a specific time as it's very much time-based. And if you're off by a few minutes, it can totally change your chart. 
So that's one thing to notice if somebody has calculated their chart and they're listening to this and it's not really aligning with them or they don't feel like a connection to it, it might just be that your birth time is slightly off or sometimes we're just not ready to hear certain things and that's okay. In terms of, you know, that first layer of differentiation that we're getting into with human design and kind of how we start to categorize people is through energy type or aura type. Now, there's essentially like four different aura types, but we like to split them up into five because there's one that's sort of a hybrid of two of the others, but it has the same operating system as the first one. And so I'll separate them into five for ease for people looking at their type, essentially. So first we have our manifestors, which are about 8% of the population. I want to say like seven or eight. Don't quote me on these percentages. I'm not a math person. But manifestors, I like to explain these as our energetic trailblazers and visionaries. They're really natural leaders and the only type designed to initiate, which is really, really important that most types are going to be annoyed (laughs) if you're new to this, that, oh, I'm not designed to initiate and make things happen. Like, what the heck? What am I supposed to do? But no, only manifestors are designed to initiate. And they're really here to like start new things and spark action in others. Our next type are generators. So generators are about 35% of the population. And these are our sparkly uplifters. They're very natural motivators that really kind of, with their energy, fuel and inspire others by doing only what lights them up. Now, next we have our manifesting generators. So manifesting generators are a hybrid of manifestors and generators. So they really do share that generator engine or operating system, but they have some characteristics of the manifestor, like that spontaneity and sort of the ability to kind of jump into action quickly. So as of this hybrid, their energy really loves variety. So I like to think of them as our most expansive thinkers and doers. They're very natural innovators and skip a lot of steps sometimes to find the most efficient way forward or the most innovative way forward. And they're really here to kind of challenge that status quo that we have, break the rules of life and show us that we can do things in a non-linear kind of way and be successful and really have fun while we're doing it. The next type is projector, which is your type. And projectors, I like to call our efficiency optimizers. They're about... I want to say like 19, 21% of the population and really these natural guides that are here to kind of advise us on how to achieve better energetic effectiveness and flow in whatever niche they're interested in. So projectors are really all about like, okay, you know, I can see you're trying to do this and get here, but if you did X, Y, Z, you would get there a lot faster or it would be a lot easier, or this would be you know, the best way to do that. And they really can see other people's energy or the energy of a system or a product in a much different way than the rest of us can. And then finally, we have reflectors. So reflectors are super, super rare. They're about 1% of the population. So I've really only met a handful of reflectors and, you know, lucky to at least have worked with a couple of them. Now, reflectors are these highly sensitive chameleons. Like their name or their energy type would suggest, they're kind of like this natural mirror that is here to really reflect the well-being of their community, society, whatever environment they're in, whether that's people or place, they'll almost like take on the energy of that person or that group or that situation. And how they are perceived is essentially like a mirror for what's going on with you inside or what's going on with that energetic space. So it's a very, very interesting kind of type and so, so unique. So you'll know you're a reflector right off the bat if you have no energy centers colored in in your chart. Those are like the larger shapes in your chart will be all white. And that's, you know, really shows us that reflectors are taking in so much energy around them. So those are the five types in a nutshell, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a super helpful overview. And I know the first time that I 
heard you kind of talk about these types, I was in like a slight panic because as you were saying, like, except for one or like maybe (laughs) one and a half of the types, like you're really kind of supposed to like sit back and wait, not necessarily, you know, be a go-getter. And that's so my personality. And so when I first heard you talk about this, like I was kind of panicking because I was like, I don't understand. And like, how does this apply? And like, what do I do? So why don't you talk a little bit more about like how these types can kind of conduct business in a way that is most natural to them? Because I feel like after working with you, it became so clear what I was trying to kind of force and what I really, because I saw or thought I saw everyone else around me doing, I was really kind of pushing. And when, you know, after working together, it was so clear what I needed to kind of do given the way that the projector works. And it felt so much more natural and everything just kind of like opened up. And I literally talk about like working with you as being life-changing. And I feel like (laughs) I've told like so many people, but why don't you just give people like a really quick overview of like how exactly what you were just talking about might apply to like certain examples in entrepreneurial life. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one thing to note too, is that as a society, we've been brought up to hustle. We're in that very like masculine energy of action, 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 and really kind of disconnected from the more feminine energy of receptivity, receiving, and kind of allowing things to happen. And I want to say like for all of these types, the non-manifestors, it's not that we don't take action. It's just that we're really kind of tuning into certain things in our environment that will sort of trigger an action within us. And it's really just a way to ensure that we're using our energy on things that are actually relevant and important and will fulfill us rather than things that will drain us. So in terms of business, there's obviously this human design chart and human design system has so many different layers and so many nuances in a chart that can be leveraged in your business. But I think one of the most important places to start and something that will make you know, a really massive difference in not only your creativity and how much you enjoy running your business, but also how effective your business is or how successful it is, is your energy type and its strategy. So we kind of just went through that overview of the different energy types and almost like how they show up in the world or that what they're kind of here to do. But when we're talking about energy type and strategy, we're really talking about the mechanics of how your energy thrives in the world. And so aligning with that first, I would say is like the best step towards having an aligned and successful and easeful kind of business. So for each type, there's definitely ways that their energy type, that aura type, and their strategy can be leveraged. So I have sort of like this little, almost like, I don't know, personality of each type in how they might show up in marketing or content creation. So I think that could be a really good example to go through for each of them so that you can kind of start to connect the dots to your own business a little bit. Yeah, totally. I love that. Awesome. So for manifestors, manifestors have this strategy of informing and initiating. And I mean, honestly, their strategy is really just to initiate, but informing people around them of like, you know, kind of giving people a heads up of what they're about to do actually just clears this energetic pathway for them to do what they want to do without being bothered by everyone else. So as a marketing style, I would call the manifestors the conscious visionary. So their secret sauce in business is really this like farsighted conviction. Even when other people don't understand what they see, they sort of have this connection to, you know, a universal energy, divine energy, whatever you want to call it, something that allows them to see the future in a different way than the rest of us can anticipate. And so it's really important for them to kind of tap into their ideal vision or this unique vision that they have for an ideal world and really make that sort of the guiding light in where they go in their business and using their marketing to kind of paint that picture of where they want to take people. Because if we remember back to our like preview of manifestors, they're here to spark action in people and start new things. So really kind of tuning into what future do you see for your clients, your community, your industry, or beyond that, like the world, your audience really kind of needs to know where you're headed 
where you're taking them. And so you really want to be that leader and be really direct in your marketing, creating content that kind of ignites that action, shows them where they're going, and really keeps them informed along this journey from you know finding them, getting on board with the vision, and then eventually purchasing you know whatever it is that is getting them closer towards that vision. Coming to generators and manifesting generators, I like to talk about these together in terms of marketing because they essentially have the same operating system. And that's what we would call strategy. So their strategy is to respond or you'll hear it in human design, wait to respond. I like to call it responding to life because I think we're always responding. Now, I'm a generator, so I'm very, very familiar with what this feels like in the body. But essentially, there's always things in your environment or around you that are going to spark a response. So whether that's like somebody's Instagram posts that you see that you just are kind of jumping out of your chair because you have an opinion you want to share about it. Or you hear a song on the radio and it just makes you want to dance. Like you can't even help yourself, but starting to like move around in the car. So that is this element of responding that's super, super important in having an aligned business as a generator or manifesting generator. For them, I like to call their marketing style, the vibrant creator. So essentially their secret sauce in business is like this playful passion. So they get really lit up about something. And when they're lit up about a topic, really excited about their offers and really just having a lot of fun and playfulness with how they're showing up, they're unstoppable. Their energy is just like through the roof. They can go and go and go. Not that they don't need rest, but they have that sustainable energy to follow through on things. And so it's really, really important that they take pleasure in that process of creation rather than just like, you know, looking to the results. They really have to enjoy what they're doing. And joy is truly that currency and magic in their marketing because really at this energetic level, their community is not coming to them for what they can do or what they're offering. It's the way that they make others feel. So infusing their marketing and their content with that sort of like irresistible sparkle that they have when they're excited is really, really important. And then really to ditch all the rules and let go of all the shoulds because those shoulds are, and I would even say this for any type, the shoulds are the fastest killer of that creativity and joy that is so magnetic. Third type, projectors. So as you know, this is your type. So you've already heard me talk about this, but projectors, the strategy or how they're meant to interact with the world is waiting for invitations. So as we kind of already talked about, projectors are really here to guide people and they can really see, you know, what needs to be tweaked in order for something to flow better, for something to be easier, for something to be more efficient. So they really need to wait for people to invite them to give their advice and opinions rather than just inserting themselves where somebody may not be ready to hear the opinion or somebody may not be interested in their opinion. As a marketing style, I like to call projectors the insightful guide. So this is very much like a secret sauce of efficiency and empowerment in marketing or in their business, but only for people who really value their input and their opinion and you know their expertise. So they really need to be recognized and have that insight truly valued before they can exchange any energy. So whether that's time, money, effort, guidance, whatever it is with another person, not doing that is going to burn them out really, really fast and make them feel very bitter and resentful. So really creating content and marketing yourself from a place that communicates your unique perspective and expertise and really highlights that. and then you know, allows their true self to be seen so that they are attracting an aligned audience and really kind of setting boundaries around who gets access to your insights. Because we don't want you to be wasting your precious energy on like giving everything away in DMs or in free communities and kind of, or giving things away to people who aren't actually interested in what you have to offer. 
So really think about energy preservation and choose to kind of create and show up with purpose rather than trying to be on all the time. So this often requires uh, really kind of working on recognizing your own value, both as an entrepreneur and a human being, because people can't recognize your value like other people can unless you recognize it first. So if you're just doing things and going through the motions to try to feel valued or to get recognition, you're not going to be magnetic. It's not going to be successful. It's like the difference between you know, walking into the house in your sweats and like greasy hair versus doing your hair, putting on your best outfit and putting on like a pair of heels. You just walk differently. The energy is different. And so recognizing yourself really gives you that difference in aura that attracts other people and allows them to recognize you as well. Because they're like, hey, yeah, like she's got it going on. I want a piece of that. Lastly, we've got our reflectors. So reflectors, they're strategy is quite different than anyone else. It's really waiting a lunar cycle so that they can feel out all angles of a potential opportunity or decision or direction in business. And this is because they don't have a consistent access to any one particular inner authority or decision-making guidance system. So they're really dependent on how the moon cycles through its phases and activates different energies in their chart. That is their consistency. So they have a very, as I said, chameleonic nature. And that's because they experience different energy all the time. It's like they're trying on a million different outfits as they go through a month and kind of getting to experience what it's like to be the person who wears that outfit all the time. So really that standing in somebody else's shoes is a reflector thing. So as a marketing style, I like to call them the limitless sage. So their secret sauce in business is really this like ever evolving expression and taking what they have experienced and turning it into wisdom to share. So for them trying to settle on this like really perfectly polished business identity and having this brand that's like set in stone or this message that's set in stone is going to be really stifling, not only for their creativity and ability to create action or to take action, but on the impact that they have on their community. So they reflect their community. So it's really important for them to allow their brand and their content and their offerings and even their marketing platforms to change and shift as they do and to reflect that, you know, whatever is going on with their community. So it's really important for them to let go of what they think people need from them and instead tap into the wisdom of what they're sensing, what they're feeling, and what they're experiencing. And then, you know, when in doubt, just let other people in their world really kind of know and share in what is delighting them. So I would say a really, really important tip for a reflector is to very consciously curate the environments within which they create, sell, and deliver their products or services. Because if you're a reflection of your environment and you take on that environment almost as an identity, you want to make sure that's one you actually want to take on, not you know reflecting a bunch of really like low vibe, negative, pessimistic kind of people, right? So that is kind of a baseline starting point of where I would direct somebody in terms of business. And obviously each person is unique and there's so many different ways that we can apply this information to their business, but this is kind of a top line starting point. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting is I was just listening to you kind of talk about all of them is they're really all rooted in kind of like self-love, self-trust, being very like tuned into trusting the way that you feel, believing in the way that you feel. And I think that was something that was a huge thing that I had to overcome. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people go through this too, but it's like you really have to start listening to yourself and trusting yourself. And I think you know, like we talked about too, a lot of that is letting go of perfectionism. Not everything is going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah, You learn the most from the mistakes that you make. You know, when something goes well the first time around, you don't necessarily learn something from it. It's great that it went well, but you actually learn more when things don't go as well. So I know 
you talk a lot about like being burned out versus being aligned. Can you just talk a little bit about tips that you have for people in general? We, you know, we don't need to go tight by tight, but just in learning that kind of, or at least starting that journey of like learning to trust yourself, learning to let go of perfectionism, learning to get rid of hustle culture and stop kind of wearing it as this badge of honor and just really starting to feel more aligned and like more self-love as you kind of go through this process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think a really important thing to note is that a lot of us have lived most of our lives believing that there was something wrong with us because, you know, we're different or what works for somebody else isn't working for us. And that comes up a lot in business. There's a lot of different ways that we take on conditioning where we're trying to be like somebody else. And I have so many clients that come to me that feel like, you know, this thing that they have that I can see, I'm like, this is your like gift here. And they think it's something wrong with them. And so coming from that place of like, you know, this is wrong with me, this doesn't work, I'm not like so-and-so who's successful, so I need to change myself to be more like that, whether that's more consistent or more extroverted or whatever it is, more confident, those things can really start to pile up and weigh down your, you know, physical system, your energetic system, and start to burn you out because that is a lot of draining of your energy when you're constantly trying to push yourself into a shape that doesn't fit. And if we can just step back for a moment and say like, hmm, what am I trying to do that feels like a should? What am I telling myself I have to do? And who said I have to do that? Just because some expert over here has, you know, this like six step marketing formula or whatever that is foolproof doesn't mean that that's the right way to go about it for you. Because everyone's energy is different. Everyone has different gifts. So what works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for so-and-so over there is not going to work for me over here. And really kind of getting curious about, you know, if you're taking a course or a program or you are looking for your next step, what feels good to you and what feels off? what feels like a massive struggle. And we really want to differentiate between what is resistance to doing something or what is, okay, this just isn't aligned for me. And if something is a resistance issue, it's usually like, okay, I'm scared to do this because it's pulling me out of my comfort zone or there might be other things like I'm not enough, blah, blah, blah. All of these stories that we have in our head that like, you know, I'm not extroverted enough to show up on stories and X, Y, Z versus this just doesn't feel right to me. Like for me, it would be like, okay, this does not excite me. My gut is not on board with this. It feels draining and like I'm dragging my feet. And lots of people can, you know, really attest to that. Does it feel like you're dragging your feet to get there? just getting curious about what that is. And often it's not like this giant change we need to make. Often it's these really, really subtle shifts or tiny changes in like the structure of an offer or even the way you're going about creating your podcast content that can make such a big difference in how aligned you feel and how successful you are. Yeah. And I think... I love that you say, you know, just kind of just experiment and like, just get curious because I think so many times, especially in the entrepreneurial world, if you are holding yourself to somebody else's standards or you are trying to achieve perfectionism, it can be very easy to almost have like analysis paralysis where you're like, oh, I can't try that yet until I've worked out every angle and like planned every single thing. And before you know it, this thing that like, you know, for example, let's say is going live on Instagram that would have taken you 20 minutes has taken six weeks of like thinking and planning yeah. and like overthinking and over planning. And I think it's so important as an entrepreneur to be focused on just the results as well. And just kind of be like, okay, this is 20 minutes. If I fuck up, then I fuck up. It's not a huge deal. Like, let's just jump into it. And, you know, as you're saying, see how it feels doing it, because you're really never going to know until you like actually kind of just jump in with both feet and do it. So you can like analyze it till the cows come home, but it's like, until you actually take that step and do it, that's when you really learn so much from it. And so I think 
that's one of the biggest lessons for me as an entrepreneur has just been like, I can sit here and overthink something forever, but until I actually just like give it a shot and then see how it makes me feel and did it work for me and did I like it and did I get clients from it and was it helpful and whatever the questions are, that's what really kind of helps me understand if something works. But I think, you know, as you're saying, it can be so hard in this culture where everyone is on Instagram and everyone has advice and you know, you're seeing all these people, whether they're truly successful or not, you kind of never know, especially on social media, but you're seeing all these people. And it's so easy, especially as a new entrepreneur to constantly compare yourself to them and feel like you're never good enough or you're never as successful as she is or he is or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. And all of these things you're saying, it's what I love about human design is I can pinpoint where those are coming from. So, you know, I can look at somebody's chart and see like, okay, yeah, I know this person likely struggles with that analysis paralysis, with perfectionism, with procrastination, or with some people, it's like an anxiety that keeps them in that hustle mode because they're, you know, never reaching where they want to go. And they're always trying to do things faster and better and faster and better. So there's so many different places that we can look of like, why these things are showing up for you and really get to the root of that and to understand what's happening on a mechanical level so that A, you have a reason why you're experiencing these things. And for me, that's like massively helpful to know why this is happening so that you can start to develop this awareness and kind of catch yourself. Like I know if I'm getting into this situation where I feel like I'm starting to try to prove myself, that's my undefined heart talking. And I can catch myself in that and be like, oh, wait, hold on a second. I see you undefined heart. Like, no, we're not going to go down that road. Like, let's shift gears here. And like you were saying, that, that perfectionism really is tied to procrastination or to hustle in like that overperforming kind of way. And all of those things come back to self-worth. So if you don't feel innately valuable, you're constantly going to be chasing and hustling to reach this, whatever you think is going to make you feel valuable or show to other people that you are worthy or have value to offer. And 70% of the population has this undefined heart. This is where it comes from. So a lot of us are struggling with this. And this isn't to say that if you have a defined heart, you're not going to struggle with this because it's totally possible. It's just that it's very, very common for those who have an undefined heart. And to back up for people who are like, what is an undefined heart? It's when I'm saying something is undefined, it means it's white in your chart. So these white areas are often where we try to be like somebody else. And we're trying to, you know, make our energy do something that it's not designed to do. So for in the, this example of this undefined heart, this is, you know, somebody who doesn't have anything to prove. And, you know, we're all innately valuable, but especially this person is like, you don't need to prove that you're valuable. You already are. That's not what you're here to do. So knowing these things, I think, gives us so much self-acceptance. And acceptance and understanding of other people so that we can stop judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to others and really just, you know, sink into and leverage like the magic that we have and see those unique things about us that we thought were like weird or were wrong as our gifts and like what we're really here to bring to the world and then leverage those in our businesses. Yeah. I think it's such, I love my favorite thing is when people speak and they take something that you think has been one way and they like totally flip it on its head. So like you saying like perfectionism equaling, you know, kind of low self-worth because you're always chasing something. It's just, it's so resonant because I think so many people think of perfectionism as this like positive thing. And it's like, if you're perfect or you're doing well, or you're high achieving consistently, then you're amazing, you know? And it's like, it's straight A's and all these things that we think of as being so positive. But then it's like, here you are saying that like, you're kind of empty, actually. You're actually kind of like chasing after something. And I think that's such an insightful way of thinking about it. And I think that that's so helpful to people who, you know, me included are like recovering perfectionists. Yeah, And it's so easy when you kind of think about it in the way of like, you don't have to keep chasing after something. Like it's okay. It's okay to kind of not be perfect. It's okay to 
let things happen the way they're going to happen and make sure you learn from them and, you know, fail at things and whatever it is. But I think that's such an insightful way of kind of looking at it from a different angle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can completely resonate with it because I was totally a perfectionist. I mean, my preschool teacher said I was a perfectionist. (laughs) I don't know if it goes much deeper than that. And I spent the majority of my life and all of my previous businesses really in that perfectionist state. And that's what burnt me out the most is because that was what that not enoughness was fueling this like need for things to be perfect so I could feel good enough. And this thinking that if I can do this perfectly, it will be successful. And then I will feel like I've achieved. And if I've achieved, I will feel like I'm good enough. And I'm like, you know, worthy, whatever, all the things, you know, but that never happens. If you don't have that innate worthiness, you're just constantly on this roller coaster of chasing and chasing, and then often feeling worse and worse about yourself. And it really feeds a lot of anxiety. It feeds depression. It feeds unhelpful thinking. And I see so much how that, at least in the chart, can really play off of other centers. And they, it's almost this fuel for like the undefined Ajna that wants to be certain all the time. So won't show up until it knows all the answers to everything. And I see that with like the root center is like, oh, I don't feel good enough. And my root center is giving me pressure that I need to like hurry up and do things more and do things better. And so we see all of these sort of patterns that start happening. And once you are aware, as you said, of like, you know, aware of where these patterns are coming from, it's like this huge relief and this weight off your shoulders that you can just relax and just be a little bit because it's really hard to be present to what's going on in your body, what's going on in your energy, what's going on around you, or even like to analyze what worked and what didn't. If you're just constantly like on that hamster wheel. Yeah. And you know, I have to ask this because obviously I've worked with you and I, I mean, I've said, I've literally found it to be life-changing, but I know when I first heard about this, I consider myself like totally not woo-woo I'm not spiritual. I'm not into crystals. I'm not into astrology. Like this is definitely just like not my wheelhouse. I'm like the least woo-woo person, but I found working with you to just be so helpful because you're almost like an intuition coach, if you will, because so many other coaches approach it from such a like heady space. And I feel like you really approach it from like an emotional space of like, how does that make you feel? And does that kind of resonate with you? And like, you know, just like you just did, like, let's have this crazy insight that you've kind of never heard. So I'm sure you get this all the time, but for people listening who also don't consider themselves woo-woo, what do you tell people in terms of how you can help them and how this can apply to them, even if they're not kind of spiritual in this way? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would even say like, I was never the spiritual person. Like I was totally type A very like scientific, you know, logical by the book. And I think a lot of us grew up, you know, sort of with that mentality and, you know, you do things step by step by step and you get this result and then, you know, you get the approval and whatever it is. So for me, it was really like a huge journey of like tuning into intuition. And when I came across human design, you know, that first time I was not in the place to be able to absorb it. And there wasn't a lot of like relatable language out there to explain it in a practical way. And so I thought it was just this like woo woo, like mumbo jumbo, like whatever, you know, I wasn't really that into astrology, like, oh, this is fun, but like, I'm not going to base my life off of it, you know? But you know, the second time I came back to human design and I'd already learned a little bit more about like energy science and like Reiki, chakras, yoga, all of that kind of stuff. I realized that like human design is an energy-based system and in its purest form is really founded on science. So like quantum physics, astronomy, genetics, biochemistry, all of these things that are very, very logical but the science is given meaning and relatability through language and more ancient systems like astrology. And at times it can seem like it's really spiritual or it's really woo-woo, but HD is not a belief system. So you don't need to be spiritual or woo-woo to use and benefit from human design. I kind of like to say like, you know, for people who are skeptical of the whole energy thing, 
A, everything is made of energy, but I'm not going to get into that. But if you've ever felt someone's presence behind you before you saw them or you heard them, that's energy at work. If you've ever like had a negative thought and then felt depressed or emotional, that's energy at work. If you have dated somebody new and you feel, you know, those like tingles on your skin when they touch you, that's energy at work. So bringing it back to business, if you have like overworked yourself and hustled to the point of adrenal fatigue, you've misused your root center's energy. That's energy at work. It all starts with the energy. And without this understanding of energy science, human design can still provide you with reasons for why things are the way they are in your life and business. It can provide you with very like tangible strategies for how to leverage what does work for you and how to change what doesn't. Like for example, knowing how you're designed to make decisions. As soon as I figured this out, I was like, holy shit, I've been going against my like inner guidance for ages and mine's not intuition. It's my gut. So we kind of use intuition as this like blanket statement, but we all have this unique inner authority that helps us make decisions. And none of us are meant to make decisions with our mind. Like that's mind blowing, right? But I really like to, I think while I give people like strategies or creative ways of applying their design or leveraging their energy in their business, there's a lot that has to do with developing self-trust. And human design just gives me this roadmap to know, you know, where their self-trust is going to come from and what blocks might be in the way of trusting themselves or what blocks might be getting in the way of them showing up as their most aligned, magnetic, fulfilled, happy self. So I think, you know, that it's that level of self-awareness and that level of like energy management that really contributes to a greater success because yeah, a lot of people can have success using, you know, whatever strategy is out there that, you know, an expert is saying, it's not that those don't work. It's just, they work so much better when you really tailor them to how you work best. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's like, you know, we each, I like to say, our success strategy is is as unique as our soul or as unique as our energy. And we all have our own like completely unique way of getting to success. And so once you kind of unlock that, business becomes really fun. And it becomes this experiment that we can enjoy rather than this like majorly stressful all the time hustling kind of thing that sucks all of our joy in time. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like I 100% went through this after working with you because I think sometimes we forget that it should be fun. We forget that we kind of like left a corporate job because we were miserable to start our own businesses Yeah, (laughs) because we thought it would be fun and enjoyable. Yeah. And so I think, you know, our number one goal should be to enjoy what we do every day because being an entrepreneur is really fucking hard work and you're probably working harder than you would have at a corporate job. And there's more, you know, pressure on your shoulders, just in terms of you're the sole person bringing in, you know, the paycheck for your business and all of these things, nothing's guaranteed. And so I think if you're not having fun with it, you should just go back to corporate. Like it just doesn't really make sense if you're not having fun with it. So I think that's so important to, you know, every moment isn't going to be super enjoyable, but to overall feel like it's something that really satisfies you and brings you joy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like this is like a good point to kind of bring up, you know, what each type feels like when they're in alignment and what each type feels like when they're not in alignment, because that will be a very, very clear navigational system for you of like knowing, okay, something's off here. And like, this is my body telling me that I'm off track or that I'm using you know, my energy in a way that it's not designed for. And, oh, here's how I tell when like, okay, yeah, this was something that was really good for me to do because I'm feeling this, you know, alignment kind of theme here. So for projectors, you know, since you're a projector, we'll start with projectors. If you're out of alignment, you're going to feel bitter and resentful and really kind of focused on what everyone else is doing wrong. If you are in alignment, you are going to feel very deserving of ease 
and you're going to feel recognized and valued and successful. So, you know, really get to know what does success look and feel like for me, because that's very important guidepost in your alignment. Generators and manifesting generators are going to feel very frustrated when they're out of alignment. And I can attest that this is 1000% true. Like I probably spent years of my life with that catchphrase of like, I'm just so frustrated all the time. And I can tell now like frustration feels like stuckness, like no inspiration, like you can't kind of get going or you're just like dragging your feet on everything. So that's a really, really key thing for people to look out for if they're experiencing that in their business or, you know, in any area of life, like, okay, hey, I need to change something here. If they're in alignment, they're going to feel satisfied with how they use their energy. And it's sort of like high on like what you're doing and feeling that like creativity and that passion really like bubbling over. And it really is like visible the kind of sparkliness and enthusiasm that you'll get from a generator or a manifesting generator when they're aligned. For reflectors, it is this feeling of like disappointment or sadness that, you know, things aren't what you thought they would be. And just sort of almost this disappointment of like what you're experiencing because of what you're reflecting is not what you were hoping for. Whereas if you're aligned, you're going to feel this sort of like delightful surprise with what is showing up and what you're starting to experience because you're reflecting some really amazing things and just like feeling good and feeling healthy. That is a key for a reflector. And then lastly, our manifestors, they are going to feel angry if they're out of alignment. Now, this doesn't always show up as like rage, although it can, but it could be this like very like low level latent anger that's kind of under the surface and makes them like irritated with people or snappy or, you know, whatever that looks like. And then for them in alignment, they are going to feel peaceful and just like, you know, that peace that comes with, I can do whatever I want when I want. I'm not being interrupted. I am like, you know, I'm able to just kind of do my thing and I'm not getting all this pushback from other people. So those are really things that you want to pay attention to with whatever your type is that will really kind of clue you into, Hey, like you're going down the wrong path. It's sort of like a shoulder tap from the universe of like, or like a red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think that's super helpful for people. And, you know, I think, I hope that this is helpful for people across the board, because I think, you know, for me, it was so incredible working with you and just feeling that total shift in waking up each morning and actually being excited to do marketing, which, you know, you and I really worked on. And that was not something (laughs) that was coming naturally to me or exciting for me at all. Yeah. So I hope that people, you know, find this really helpful. And as we wrap up here, I always love to ask all of my guests if they're was one piece of advice that you could go back to yourself, whether that was when you were first starting your business or even when you were first starting kind of your career before you had this iteration of your business, what advice do you wish that you could give to yourself back then? Oh, this is such a good question. And it's funny because I've been asked this question a few times and I always like struggle with thinking of like advice I would give myself, but I think really, you know, advice I would give myself and I would advice that I would give anyone starting out in the business is that when things don't work how you hoped, it's not a reflection of your value. Like business is experimentation. It's learning what works and what doesn't. And your worth doesn't come from those accomplishments. It's not diminished when something fails. So like years from now, all of these things that we think are failures or, you know, stuff did not go the way we hoped, or we had a really challenging times will be the experience that you need to help others in a profound way. And, you know, I really found that with my own experience, like going through depression and burnout and all of these things, it's something like that I help a lot of people with. And, you know, that self-worth piece and, you know, emotional management, all of these types of things were things that I struggled with big time. And it also shows in my chart. So being able to connect those dots between those lived experiences and what's in my chart and kind of looking back on how those things that I went through while 
horrible and difficult at the time are so helpful to me and my clients now. I can look at it and was like, okay, like I'm grateful that things didn't work out perfectly all the time because that gives me so much more like wisdom and experience that I'm able to use in my business and to feel really, really fulfilled in doing that. And I guess the other thing I would tell myself is trust your gut, (laughs) not what you think will bring you success or recognition. So, Yeah, I love both of those. I think that's such great advice because I think it's, you know, it's so easy to feel like your self-worth is tied up in those things. And I think it takes a lot of, just takes a lot of like practice and being very self-aware to like make that separation. It's almost like it's natural to jump to that conclusion immediately. And then you have to have almost that mindset work that you've done to be able to be like, stop. This does not mean, you know, that you're worthless or that you're not a success or that your business is not a success. It's just like this one particular example didn't work out. But I think it definitely takes a lot of like practice to kind of get yourself to make that separation over time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to your point of like mindset work, that's definitely something that comes up in my work with clients is like, you know, we're working on all aspects. It's not just your business. And I feel like as women, like, your business is very tied to the rest of your life. It's almost like we're so integrated in things. And just as women, like our brains are like that. It's like a bowl of spaghetti, like everything's connected. So working on, you know, you might see how you're showing up in your personal life is actually being reflected in your business. And a lot of like mindset tools and techniques and things are very, very helpful in overcoming some of those and gaining awareness on them and finding a way to move forward that's actually really supportive for you rather than holding you back. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And so if people want to have this transformative shift and kind of continue with all these amazing little nuggets, how do people work with you and get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to find me and you know, learn from my content or whatever is on Instagram. That's where I hang out. It's funny because like as a former web designer and graphic designer and even like copywriter, I still don't have my own website. So, you know, that was a conscious decision not to do that. So if there's any perfectionists out there that think they need to have this perfect website in order to start and grow their business, I am proof that you don't need that. Now I am working on one, but that will happen eventually. But anyways, find me on Instagram at soulrush.co. DM me there. I have a freebie that people can download if they're new to human design. It will really kind of just explain like what is actually showing up on your chart, what you're looking at. So you're not totally overwhelmed because that would have been really helpful for me when I started. And through that, what a lot of people don't seem to know or pay attention to is that I actually do invite people to send me a screenshot of their chart if they've downloaded my freebie and I will tell them something like unique and special about it so that they can have some sort of like personal interaction with their chart that really relates to them. But in terms of like working together and having that transformative experience, I have three different ways that people can work with me at the moment. So one of those is a human design reading and that's definitely like more information focused. We're very like very much going through your chart, really sharing like how you were designed to live in the world, like how you be a projector in the world. What is your strategy? How are you supposed to make decisions? All of these nitty gritty things about your chart. And I think that is really, really perfect for somebody who really kind of needs to see themselves in a new light or to remember what is special and unique about them and start to kind of connect the dots with their experiences and, you know, what's actually written in their chart. Secondly, I have the way that you and I worked together, which was an unblock your biz session. So these are for my entrepreneurs who, you know, have a business or are starting a business and are feeling some sort of block, whether that's, you know, they're kind of dragging their feet on things. They don't know why things aren't moving how they wanted, whether they're getting stuck, you know, with a mindset thing, or they're feeling like the way they're showing up just isn't quite working or just doesn't feel good. This is a really, really great place to start. And then lastly, I have longer term coaching. So three to six months, usually some people choose to extend even past that. But essentially, we meet monthly 
for almost like an unblock your biz session really on a monthly basis, but they also get Voxer access to me. And so we can correspond daily and really kind of work through a really getting to know your chart on a deep level and how that energy shows up in your life and then leveraging that and embodying it. So you're not just like absorbing information like a sponge, but we're actually changing your business and changing the trajectory of success and really kind of working towards your goals together in a way that is super, super aligned so that, you know, when we stop working together, you really trust yourself and you can move forward on that trajectory in a way that's going to be fulfilling and where you're going to experience more success and more ease. And that's honestly like my favorite way to work with people because the transformation is just so wild. Yeah, that's all awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It's always so much fun talking to you. And I'm so excited for people to follow you on Instagram and start to learn about themselves. Well, I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.